Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. All right, so I have been stuck. I have been stuck in this reply-all email for about two weeks now that I can't get out of. And honestly, I've not tried because I'm not a moron that replies all to everybody saying, please remove me from this list. Let me back up. About two weeks ago, somebody in our industry, and by our industry, I mean in conservative talk radio, somebody sent an email to pretty much every conservative radio host and or producer in America. And I... I'm honored that I made this email email list. And instead of blind copying everybody, they just CC'd everybody. So every email address of every conservative radio host in America and producers in America is on this email thread. And I'm looking through it. I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. Don't know her. Don't know that one. Don't. Yeah, I know that guy. Hate him. Love him. Hate him. Love him. And I was going through. I know all these people. I've been in this business long enough. I know these people. But one person. So uh, should I tell you what the subject is? So the subject of this email is, I'll, I'll read it to you. It says, greetings, uh, fellow radio talkers. I am planning a radio telethon to raise funds for... So, so far, I'm invested. All right, raising funds. I, I like to help nonprofit organizations, and I think that'd be awesome to have all of, uh, of American talk radio hosts on the same page to raise money. I am planning a radio telethon to raise funds for Mike Lindell's legal, what, what they said, offense fund. An offense fund. I would think it would be a legal defense fund, but it's an offense fund. So that even that doesn't make sense. And so this person, I don't know who this person is, emailed, there are 223 people on this, on this reply all email. And so I thought it just went away. A couple people replied and said, yeah, count me in. And, and, and literally a couple people, I think two people replied, yeah, count me in. And then nobody else replied. And that was like two weeks ago. And then suddenly yesterday, Monday, someone decided to reply all saying, please remove me from this list. And that just made me laugh out loud that someone was dumb enough to reply all. Did you have to double check and make sure it didn't say Joe Kelly sent? Oh my gosh, it was so stupid. I can't believe that. And now all these people are piling on, replying all saying, yeah, me too. Remove me from this list. Remove me from this list. And it's not like... It's, it's not like it is an official list. It's not like someone is maintaining a list. But every time somebody hits reply all, they're just making it worse. If they would just ignore the email, it will eventually go away. So I'm, I'm honestly trying to decide if I just want to reply all to everybody and just say hi <laughs> to everyone and say, this is the world's dumbest 
email thread. I cannot believe that there are 223 of us that are all being subjected to these ding-dongs that keep replying all by saying, remove me from this list. Ah! So that's how my Tuesday's going. How's your Tuesday going? I hope it's going well. (laughs) If you want to be added to the list, just hit me up with your email address, and I'll be happy to add you to this list. Oh, hang on. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Who snorted? Who was that? Was that you, Laurel? Did you just snort? Someone snorted. It was me. Okay, so so someone just replied all and said, if you can't tell, the reply all is an expression of how ridiculous the ask was. Can't say that I blame him. We're all professionals. I think we would know the reply all rule. Hopefully, whoever sent it out won't do it again. <laughs> they all sound so grumpy. Sounds like somebody needs a new pillow and a new set of Egyptian cotton sheets. Oh my gosh, they do. They need something from my from Mike Lindell's My Pillow. Which, by the way, as none of us are sponsors, as none of us are endorsers of of Mike Lindell's Pillow, Laurel, you know the story. So, so some years ago. They said, Joe, would you would you be willing to do an endorsement for Mike Lindell's My Pillow? And I said, Well, send me a couple pillows first, and then I will let you know after I try the pillows if I'd be willing to endorse it. And it's important for you, comma, WDBO's listeners, comma, to understand that we, comma, the radio talent, comma, get the ultimate say so on whether or not we endorse a product or service. They come to us and say, would you be willing to endorse this? And I might have questions. I might flat out say, no, there's not a chance in the world. They came to me some time ago with, Joe, would you be willing to do a weight loss program? Seriously, a weight loss program? I am six foot two and a buck 50 on a rainy day. I couldn't possibly do a weight loss program. People wouldn't take me seriously or they would take me too seriously. So we, we have the right to turn things down. And they sent me a couple of the pillows and I never even took them home. I, I, I opened them up. I'm like, these are terrible, terrible pillows. And, and so I hate to say this, but I turned to Laurel and said, Laurel, would you like these pillows? <laughs> you did. You gave them to me. And, and do you still have them? Uh, no, I think got rid of them because yeah. I did take them home and yeah. I tried them and yeah. I'm like, these are garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not picky. I'm really not picky about what I sleep on. But man, that was like zero support. So, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. So I don't understand it. I think I think they're dreadful pillows. And if Mike Lindell has got himself in a pickle with regards to his legal uh, defenses and all that stuff, then that's on Mike Lindell. And I'm not going to pay for his legal defenses. And I'm certainly not going to leverage you, comma, the listeners of WDBO, comma, as part of a fundraising campaign for Mike Lindell's offense. Not defense, offense. There's a website for Mike Lindell's offense fund, and I'm not going to give it to you, uh, but suffice to say, I don't even understand what a Mike Lindell offense fund would even be. All right. I'm so glad you're joining us here on The Joe Kelly Show. we got all the important stuff taken care of. Now, let's get on to the trivial matters. It is the presidential pinger. We have lojacked all of the presidential candidates. We have sewn GPS trackers into the seams of their clothing and are able to track them around the United States. We call it Joe Kelly's presidential pinger. And as we ping them right now, we are zero. Zero days away from the Michigan primary. Oh, that's today. It's Tuesday. Tuesday is always like uh, election day, right? We're seven days away from Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is next week, Tuesday. Next week of this day. Next week is Super Tuesday. Fifteen states vote in one week. In three weeks, 21 days, we, 
comma, you and me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop saying that. Uh, we, we vote in three weeks. That's our primary election day in Florida is 21 days. Uh, but in 11 days, our early voting begins here in Florida. That's March 9th. And we're 252 days away from the general election. Amid a stream of polls showing that Donald Trump is leading in Michigan, leaders there in the Arab and Muslim American communities have organized against Joe Biden over what they see as the administration's disregard for Palestinian suffering. Biden met with four congressional leaders of the White House this morning with the VP Kamala Harris also in attendance. Donald Trump is filling out his fundraising operation as the general election inches closer and closer with a renewed emphasis on tapping the Republican donor base as he faces a number of still unfolding legal traps that threaten to tie up more of his money. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Got to turn this down. Um, South Dakota Governor uh, Christy Nome, who is among the cast of contenders to become Trump's running mate, met with the former president at Mar-a-Lago yesterday, late yesterday. Speaking about Trump, Donald Trump Jr.'s Florida home was investigated by the FBI after a letter with a whitery, excuse me, a white powdery substance was delivered to him. They showed up in the full hazmat gear. Biden and Trump both planned trips to the Mexico border Thursday, uh, dueling for advantage on immigration. Uh, Donald Trump has had that trip planned a lot longer than Joe Biden has. Joe Biden has largely ignored the border right up uh, until its election season. President Biden and uh, Trump, let's see, yeah, we already got that one. All right, so President Biden went on what what was the late night show he was on last night? I get my Jimmy's mixed up. It's not not Jimmy Kimmel. What's the Seth guy? Is it Seth? 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 Seth Myers. Myers. Thank you. I think that's the show he went on last night. And I, I this was an eleven minute interview, and I whittled it down to two minutes. I mean, it it was largely boring and not funny. Uh, but here's Joe. So Joe Biden would not do a serious interview f- ahead of the Super Bowl. He wouldn't sit down for the Super Bowl interview saying not enough people would watch. That's what we're supposed to believe from Joe Biden, that not enough people would watch an interview before the Super Bowl. But it goes on a late night comics show instead. Yeah, we 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 get it now. Welcome back to Late Night. We're here with President Joe Biden. Um, you mentioned some classified materials, some uh, documents recently leaked, some classified documents. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it, that says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. That's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't even remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, number one. By the way, that, that whole thing is such garbage. Oops, I, I just realized that I, 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 I'm going to have to start that over again. So I, uh, that whole thing is garbage about the President Trump couldn't remember his wife's name. The President, President Trump said the name Mercedes uh, instead of Melania. But he was referring to Mercedes Schlapp, who was one of the organizers of CPAC. That's why he said Mercedes. He did not. Look, I don't like Trump. You guys know how I feel about Donald Trump. I'm not here to defend Donald Trump, but he didn't forget his wife's name. Come up to the 2024 election. Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, number one. Number two, <laughs> it's about how old your ideas are. 
Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. And um, and I really mean this sincerely. The uh, I think it's about about the future and everything, every single thing we've done. I think we've got some good things done. And the Biden just everything, runs out of steam. He just runs out of steam here because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything, everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than anyway. Yeah. I don't get <laughs> anyway, a, a, a border provision that would allow us to control the border. First bill ever introduced call for that. And here they're saying he's saying, no, don't do that because that'll help Biden. Help Biden. It's about not about Biden. It's about the United States of America. And look, it just, I don't want to get started. And he loses steam again. When you were here in 2014, you gave me two gifts. Uh, first, you gave me an Amtrak whistle. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it was 10 years ago. I didn't have kids yet. And I have kids now. And it's their favorite thing. And they blow it all the time. And it's uh, really irritating. So I want to give it back. <laughs> okay, that is the only funny thing that happened. The only funny I'm part. I'm going to take it back. <laughs> we're going to give it to your kids. Yeah. Truly, that was the only funny part about the whole thing. And, and speaking of not funny, uh, some more from late night comics last night. According to a new report from cyber experts, Russia has already started spreading disinformation ahead of the 2024 election. Or as Russia keeps insisting, the 2025 election. <laughs> wow. Some political news this weekend. Former President Trump won the Republican primary by 20 points in Nikki Haley's home state of South Carolina. But Haley is still refusing to drop out of the race. Say what you want about her, but she's really earning that participation trophy. I gotta say, hang it in there. Yeah, Trump won South Carolina by 20 points. They like him down there. He looks like a guy who fell asleep on Myrtle Beach, doesn't he? (laughs) Trump actually had two versions of his speech, a victory speech in case he won and a victory speech in case he lost. Um, Wow, it's the Joe Kelly presidential pinger. Coming up next here on the Joe Kelly Show, all the stories and headlines you missed while you were at work today. If you're a Gary Sinise fan, which I I am, I love all the work that Gary Sinise has done with the U.S. military and just so many USO performances. Uh, just uh, regrettably sad, bad news for Gary Sinise. We'll have that amongst the other headlines that you missed while you're at work today. It's all coming up next right here on the Joe Kelly Show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center. Auto accident? Choose Bogan Muns and Muns. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. 
Hey, Joe Kelly, go ahead and send me the email. Joe.Biden at WhiteHouse.gov. Got it. Joe.Biden at WhiteHouse.gov. I will add you to the distribution list. Thank you for that. From your office to ours, we're breaking down today's big stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work. And a lot of these things are just terrible headlines. I don't even like sharing them with you. But the suspect in the Georgia nursing student's death, uh, Lake and Riley, the suspect, a Venezuelan national, is accused of, quote, disfiguring her skull. That's all they said. Disfiguring her skull. How terrible is that? Uh, one would imagine in that case uh, it's going to be darn near impossible, if not impossible, to have an open casket funeral. Meanwhile, the U.S. Army announces they're cutting 24,000 jobs amid r- recruiting shortfalls. Well, that is certainly one way to avoid recruiting shortfalls, cut the number of troops in the U.S. Army. Yeah, that's mission accomplished there. Two men from Queens found guilty on all counts in the 2002 murder of Jam Master Jay, a member of the iconic hip-hop group Run DMC. Speaking about New York, Mayor Eric Adams there appeared to support a modification of laws that make New York a sanctuary city, saying if you commit a felony, a violent act, you should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. So he's changing his tune, at least a little bit, in New York City. U.S. home prices hit an all-time high in December. Yeah, that's why... uh, One of the reasons why we're looking at at RV living instead of uh, living in a house. Uh, RVs are still quite a bit more affordable than homes are. Macy's to close 150 stores by 2026. They're going to open new Bloomingdale's. Do we have a Bloomingdale's here in the Orlando area, Laurel? Do you know? Uh, Greg, you're actually, you're a clothes guy, Greg. Do we have Bloomingdale's? We do. There's still one at the Mall at Millennia. Mall at Millennia. And I guess Bloomingdale's is Macy's high-end store? Correct. Okay. And I say that Greg is a is a clothing guy because you've managed several clothing retail stores. Correct. Yeah, that's kind of my, my background before WDB up. Makes you perfect for radio, honestly. It really does. Uh, Republican presidential candidate Ryan Binkley drops out, endorses Donald Trump. Well, hang on. That sounds like that's breaking news. Breaking news. There was a guy named Ryan Binkley in the presidential race. Who knew there was a guy named Ryan Binkley in the Republican presidential primary. There's not now. He has now dropped out. And finally, just terrible news for actor Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise's son is dead following a battle with a rare form of cancer. I I was reading about this, and his son was 33 years old uh, at his death. So he wasn't an infant son, but that doesn't make it feel any better. He has a very, had a very rare form of cancer that I've not even heard of. Uh, not that I'm the cancer expert, <laughs> though of, of this panel here on the radio, I'm the closest thing to a cancer expert as I have beaten it three times. Uh, but it's a cancer called Chordoma, and it originates in the spine and on average affects only 300 people in the U.S. per year. That is a really, really rare condition. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm heartbroken for Gary Sinise and if you are the praying type, I'd be willing to bet that Gary Sinise would appreciate your prayers uh, today for his family and for his his son, Mac. By the way, it was his son's name, Mac. Uh, McKenna, actually, but he went by Mac. I'm Joe Kelly. Coming up next here on WDBO and the Joe Kelly Show, uh, after a seven-year-old child dies digging a hole in a beach, lawmakers are now literally having a discussion about outlawing 
the digging of holes at the beach. What do you think about that? 844-580-WDBO or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. Bogan Munns and Munns WDBO Traffic Center. Auto accident? Choose Bogan Munns and Munns. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. In depth segments on topics that matter to Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I love your show every night. You're doing great, bud. Laura, I don't know what triggered this, Laurel, but a, a guy left an open mic for you with some uh, a recommendation, I guess. Hey, Laurel, good movie for you to watch. 80s. License to Drive. Hilarious. Were you asking for movie recommendations? Uh, not recently, but that's an ongoing thing between me and my husband. And last time I filled in for you, we did almost two hours of movies I need to put on my to-watch list since I so infamously don't watch movies ever. So he must have been listening for that show. So thank you. I'll yeah. add it to the ever-growing list. I just can I can I can I just tell you, take that movie off of your list. Oh, you don't agree. It's, it's dreadful. It <laughs> starts it starred the two Corys, uh Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Didn't one of them die? Am I mistaken on that? I thought one of the Corys died. Maybe got arrested. I don't, I don't know what the case. But it was the two Corys and Heather Graham. I think it was like Heather Graham's first movie. She was a, a teenager in that movie, if, if not younger than that. Um, but yeah, take that movie off your list. It's really bad. Uh, but, you know, to each his own. Different strokes, as they say. So uh, that, that terrible story from now, I guess, a week and a half ago, down in Lauderdale-by-the-Sea, where a seven-year-old girl and a nine-year-old boy... We're digging a hole at the beach. The hole was said to be five to six feet deep and the hole caved in and the little boy was buried up to his waist. The little girl was completely covered and the little girl died. And not that there's any more or less value, but doggone it, those were cute little kids. That little girl was just so precious. She looks so cute. She just had this biggest smile on her face and the family had been posting pictures on their social media leading up to the child's death. Well, as, as is often the case following a tragedy of this sort, lawmakers now in that South Florida community are talking about outlawing digging holes on the beach. I understand it is the natural inclination of lawmakers. And as a, as a guy... I understand the concept of, of managing tasks, of trying to fix things. I mean, I think, I think a lot of us guys are programmed that way. We think we can fix things. But there are some things that just can't be fixed. There are some things that we shouldn't attempt to fix. And as heartbroken as I am for this family's loss, as sad as I am for this family, and I... I Gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine the grief that they're going through right now. But the city commission there is talking about three things. One, they're talking about setting up a permanent memorial for the child. They're talking about outlawing digging, uh, digging holes in the sand. And they're talking about um, hiring lifeguards. Evidently, all of Lauderdale-by-the-Sea, all of their seashore, they have no lifeguards whatsoever. All right. And I'm sure 
How many miles of beaches do we have here in Florida? More than 10, right? <laughs> We've got a lot of beaches here. I'd be willing to bet that we have more beaches that don't have lifeguards than do. And what is the, what is the plan? Are we going to put lifeguards on every beach in Florida 24-7? I, I, I'm, I'm treading lightly because I don't want to seem like I don't have compassion for this family. But setting up a permanent memorial on taxpayer dollars, hiring lifeguards on taxpayer dollars, and outlawing digging on the beach... The, the, the latter of those three is just an impossibility. You cannot outlaw digging at the beach. Digging at the beach is as old as humanity. As long as there have been humans and beaches, we have dug holes at the beach. Maybe a public education campaign. You know, maybe something to, you know, a, a, a sign as you head towards the beach, as you walk out onto the beach, beware, digging holes, you know, deeper than you are tall can be deadly. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. Coming up in a moment, I'm going to, um, you guys got to hear this audio. UC Berkeley, and of all the of all the liberal universities that exist in America, UC Berkeley is the liberalist of universities. So they went into the heart of the South. The girls' softball team went into the heart of the South to play LSU's softball team, and members of the Berkeley team took a knee during the national anthem. I've got the audio. You're going to hear it coming up in a moment. As you might imagine, those good old Southerners in Louisiana didn't take too kindly to those California girls from Berserkly, as people call it, uh, taking a knee during the national anthem. 844-580-WDBO. You can hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. Now they want to outlaw digging holes at the beach. You should just outlaw the people that don't have any common sense. You know, I that was the kind of callousness I'm trying to avoid. Um, the family, as I understand it, and I'm, I'm reading the, 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 the most recent story here about what the Lauderdale-by-the-Sea commissioners are talking about doing, and it doesn't identify where that family is from. But if memory serves, I want to say that they're from Indiana. I believe that's right. Yes, Indiana. So they're not from the beach, all right? And what is common sense to those of us that live in Florida is not necessarily common sense to somebody who never goes to the beach. I mean, there are families that come here that have never in their lives seen an ocean. They've never been to a beach. And as part of this story, I was, I was, there, there have been scientific studies that can tell you exactly how deep of a hole you can dig and at what angle sand starts to slide. By the way, the answer is 30 degrees. If you're going to dig a hole, 30 degrees is the angle at which sand starts to slide. And they say, as you dig the hole, the sand dries out and drier sand is going to slide better than wet sand will slide. 844-580-WDBO. Let's go to Angela in Orlando. Angela, you're on the Joe Kelly Show. How are you? Hi, Joe. I'm doing great. My question is, um, where were the parents I I always was very supervised as a child. My mother was on top of everything. 
I, I have to wonder if, and again, the family being from Indiana, if the parents didn't, well, if the parents didn't realize the peril that their own children were in. Honestly, I can't buy that either because uh, my mother never went to a beach before she took me. You know, she was a little farm girl from another country. Right. So uh, I just think we're not supervising, we're not child rearing very much anymore. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the case, Angela. I mean, I, I you know, I wasn't there to to witness it, to see it, and to see how closely the parents were watching it. I know that the parents were quick to uh, to try to dig uh, their daughter out shortly thereafter. Chuck is in Palm Bay on the Joe Kelly Show. What's up, Chuck? Hey, Joe. Uh, so I'm a geologist. I'm very familiar with with sand and silt and clay, and I'm originally from West Virginia. So. I uh, I come from an area where there was clay, and I didn't know until I got down here and actually started practicing in geology of how unstable sand really is. Yeah. And where I'm from, we could dig holes three, four, five, six feet deep with sheer walls and never have an issue. But yeah. here, you've all, I've been told never enter a trench deeper than your waist. If you can't get out, if it's deeper than your waist, OSHA even says you have to have a ladder. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, Chuck, and I and I totally understand that because I I spent a lot of my life not living by a beach either, and I don't know that I would have known not to dig a hole. My twin sons, uh, Itchy and Scratchy, uh, back during the summertime, they told me that they were going to go to the beach to dig a giant hole, and I got to tell you, I I had a lengthy discussion with them about digging holes at the beach, and and I was so nervous when they went. You know, they're old enough to go out on their own now. And and I was so nervous while they were gone, and I kept checking on them, like to make sure you're okay. And but I mean, there are real dangers there when when it comes to digging in sand. That a lot of people just you'd like to say, where's the common sense? But it's it's not necessarily common that everybody knows that danger. No, they just don't know it. And unfortunately, it took it took somebody's life to yeah. to be lost to bring attention to this. And I hope that maybe. You know, like you said, maybe they can generate a graphic that's similar to the rip current sign that right. says, you know, don't dig holes. If you dig a hole, don't go deeper than this, and you have to slope your sides. <laughs> 30 degrees, I read. Does that sound about right to you, Chuck? 30 degrees? One up, one up, one over. One foot, if you go down, down one foot, over one foot. As long as it stays at 30 degrees? Pretty much. Yeah, all right. Or about 30 to 45. Yeah. Chuck, great. So inf- one to 45. Great information, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for checking in. Thanks for listening to The Joe Kelly Show. 844-580-WDBO. You can hit us up in the open mic and the WDBO app. Also, coming up next, you're going to hear the audio as UC Berkeley goes into South Louisiana to take a knee at a softball game. Oh, during the National Anthem, the fans, we're not having it. We've got the audio. You'll hear it next on The Joe Kelly Show. Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Kilmeade. You know me from Fox and Friends in the Morning and the Fox News Channel. What you may not know is on the radio show right here, I really respect your diversity. It's thought diversity and viewpoints, your viewpoints and political positions, even when we disagree. And sometimes we do. So I want to hear from you, Orlando, each and every day on the Brian Kilmeade Show, weekdays 9 till noon on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. 
Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. Hey, Joe, Lauderdale by the Sea is a very cool little town. It's probably about the only town in that whole southeastern section of the state that isn't completely covered by 20-plus story condos. Got a lot of small mom-and-pop hotels, motels there. It's uh, very unique in that aspect. But what it's not unique for is it's in Broward County, which is the most liberal county in the state. And that's kind of the thought process you're going to get there, liberal. Yeah, and, and the liberals there think that they can somehow s- solve this you know, problem, if you will, of, uh, of children burying themselves alive in the sand. And man, it would be great to not have another child die that way, but I don't know that you can outlaw digging a hole in the sand. By the way, I've got a, a correction to make, but actually someone in the open mic is correcting me. Come on, Joe. It wasn't LSU that Cal Berkeley played. It was Louisiana Lafayette, completely different schools. So um, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't LSU. It is Louisiana Lafayette. That having been said, that is one of those instances where you're correcting a point that is irrelevant. Uh, it because the 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 point was the UC Berkeley students took a knee, and it happened in South Louisiana. Well, well, it happened in Louisiana, and Louisiana is in the South. And these UC Berkeley, uh, most of the team, uh, so so the Berkeley team was lined up on the first baseline. The uh, Louisiana Lafayette team was lined up on the third baseline. And all of the players from UC Berkeley were standing for the national anthem except six. Six at the end of the line took a knee when the national anthem started. The stadium announcer made the announcement. We'll go down to our field and our national anthem. And people are already yelling. You can hear the fans yelling because they're taking a knee. you that comes through on the radio but they're shouting liberal wokeness and stand up and and then at some point i'm not gonna play the whole song because they, they kind of quiet down from there and we already played the national anthem at noon so um but the uh some of the in fact the whole rest of the team for the most part louisiana love uh, excuse me uc berkeley team uh stepped off of the first baseline to stand behind the players that were taking a knee as if to shield them uh, from the the curse words uh, that were coming from the audience, and and they weren't curse words, but the 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 uh, loud words that were coming from the audience. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, that, that that doesn't play well in Louisiana. All right, we're talking about uh, the uh, the beach. We'll get some more of your comments coming up in just a couple of moments. So hang on for that. This as a family is suing. Uh, a restaurant out of Disney Springs, the Raglan Road Irish Pub and Restaurant, after the the wife, the mother of the family, dies from an allergic reaction to the food that she was served. We'll have the details coming up next. Stay with us here on The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now. From the Bogan Munns and Munns WDBO Traffic Center. Auto accident? Choose Bogan Munns and Munns. 
There's a wreck in Winter Garden on the 429. On the 429 northbound past Plant Street, they're trying to clear a crash there. There are a couple of wrecks on I-4, one heading eastbound at the 528, another I-4 westbound before Lake Mary Boulevard, and it's going to be busy around the Turnpike downtown, both directions through Lake Buena Vista and Champions Gate. From the WDBO Traffic Center, I'm Beverly Bentley-Steele. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. From the jazz age to the information age, WDBO has been there. Join us in saluting a century of broadcasting excellence. Happy 100th WDBO, the soundtrack to Orlando's history. So I'm, I don't want to call out where I'm reading this from. I don't want to call out uh, what might be kind of sloppy journalism. Uh, out of Ocala, an 18-year-old from Ocala is arrested after posting hundreds of pictures and videos of himself with guns on Instagram. Uh, he's facing 12 counts of possession of a weapon, according to the Marion County Sheriff's Office. Uh, search warrants, guns, videos, blah, blah, blah. Possession of firearms and or ammunition is a second-degree felony. Smith is currently being held in Marion County Jail. I'm sorry. When is it illegal to have guns? What, what, he's 18 years old. Is that, is that, oh, is it 21 in Florida? It keeps changing back and forth. Where is it now? Is it 18 or 21? Because after... The Parkland shooting, lawmakers changed it from uh, purchasing a firearm from 18 to 21. But I thought possession of a firearm you still have when you're 18. I don't know. Someone's got to be a firearm expert that knows that. Or there's something missing from that story. And that's, that's my guess is there's something missing uh, from that story. You guys know who Bob Costas is? Did you guys happen to catch Bob Costas this weekend? Bob Costas was on CNN and... Greg, you being a, a sports guy, you'd think Bob Costas is there to talk about sports. That's typically what I would go to Bob Costas for. Totally not what Bob Costas had on his mind. Wow. If, you, if you're in the MAGA silo, sit down, brace yourself. You're about to get a, a garden hose full of anti-MAGA propaganda from the once great sportscaster Bob Costas. Check this out. He is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. He's only become more disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits, and it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of MAGA media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticisms of Trump, you have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in a toxic cult to believe that Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually or ethically fit to be president of the United States. But his supporters are locked in on that. There is no cult of Joe Biden. <laughs> I think I'm going to make that my new ringtone. <laughs> Was he writing a Dr. Seuss book in the middle of that? A bubbling, bubbling cauldron, cauldron of, of loathsome traits. traits. I loved that. What a great line. That <laughs> so there's the basket of deplorables and the bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits. <laughs> wow. Bob Costas really woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I, is Bob Costas, does he still do sports? He used to be the NBC sports guy. 
Does he st- is he still anywhere? Yeah, they wheel him out for special events. He'll do the Olympics, or if they have like if they have the Super Bowl on NBC, he'll be a part of the broadcast coverage. But he's not as active on that port part of it anymore. I'm going to put him down as iffy on Donald Trump. Then I I I, I don't I don't think he is. I don't think he's DTT. I don't think he's down to Trump. That was so good. Honestly, I've got to hear that again in case you missed it. Uh, Bob Costas, the once great sportscaster Bob Costas. He is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. He's only become more disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of, of loathsome, loathsome traits. traits. And it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of Media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticisms of Trump. You have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in a toxic cult to believe that Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually or ethically fit to be president of the United States. But his supporters are locked in on that. There is no cult of Joe Biden. So uh, he is talking to you, 80 million Americans. Uh, Bob Costas is is talking to you. How do you feel about Bob Costas at this hour? I I would think that a lot of people would be, uh, I don't know. Do, do we care what Bob Costas thinks? Bob Costas is, it's talk about someone suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, Costas thinks that it's people in the MAGA silo that have Trump derangement syndrome. But uh, people like Bob Costas are willing to go on TV and alienate half of the United States. I mean, whatever was left of Bob Costas's career. And I don't, I mean, I'm telling you, Bob Costas was at one point the pinnacle of broadcasting. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to belittle him by saying I don't know what he does these days. He's he looks great. Honestly, I saw the video. He looks great. He's, he's clearly had some work done. He looks fantastic. I mean, he's, he still looks like he's 25 years old. He's got to be like, I don't know, 80 or 90 years old or something. I mean, he's, he's got to be up there in years, I would think. But um, boy, Bob Costas, you can let me know your thoughts. 844-580-WDBO or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. All right. A family that was visiting here in Orlando at Disney Springs, they went to Raglan Road Irish Pub and Restaurant. I know a lot of us have been there before. Uh, it's a great place to go if you want to have some Irish food, Irish beer, and Irish entertainment. And the, this woman, she's a she was a doctor from New York's uh, New York State. I don't know if she's from New York City, but she's from New York. And according to the lawsuit that they filed uh, today in Florida District Court, Circuit Court, sorry, Florida Circuit Court. A medical examiner's autopsy report states that the woman, who's also a doctor, died that night uh, from the meal that she ate at Raglan Road due to a severe allergic reaction, anaphylaxis, or anaphylaxic shock. She had injected herself with her EpiPen in an attempt to stop the reaction when a bystander called 911. She was taken to the hospital, but she died. And so now the family is suing uh, Disney and Raglan Road Irish pub and restaurant for negligence in a lawsuit. They're seeking $50,000 in damages, which doesn't sound like a whole lot of money. She evidently had a, an allergy to dairy and nut nuts. And according to the lawsuit, she had inquired with the waiter to make sure that she was going to be able to order food that were allergen free. 
After ordering their food, the couple are said to have inquired about the allergens several more times and were told unequivocally that the food would be allergen-free. They finished their meal at about 8 p.m. when the husband went back to their hotel while the wife uh, stayed at Disney Springs to do some shopping. By 8.45, she began having difficulty breathing. She went into a nearby restaurant, collapsed while suffering severe acute allergic reaction. EpiPen called a 911 death. So as the lawsuit states, I don't know what really happened. How, none of us know what really happened. But as the lawsuit states, she and the family had inquired multiple times, can you serve this food without it coming into contact with dairy or nuts? The waiter said, yes, if you order it that way. The waiter was said to have asked the chef, can we serve this without it touching dairy or nuts? Yes. When the food is served, they asked again, is this, are you certain that this food has not touched dairy or nuts? Yes. Evidently, the food touched dairy or nuts. I, I would have to think that the only reasonable reaction from Disney on this, and any, frankly, any restaurant, would be a listing on your menu that says, every single meal we serve includes nuts and dairy and anything else you might possibly be allergic to. I would think, and, and that sucks for people with severe food allergies. I, I have sympathy for people who have severe food allergies. That's terrible. But from a restaurant perspective, unless your restaurant is built to handle people with food allergies, you're playing with someone's life in the kitchen like that. And I think at that point, restaurants have to print on their menus or on their order boards or the, you know, the overhead board or whatever. They have to have a sign that says all food served in this restaurant may come into contact with nuts, dairy or whatever you might possibly be allergic to. Bring your own food. Ah, it's a terrible option. But what else? What other option is there? What other option is there for restaurants? I mean, I, I, I get that the family did everything that they could, uh, you know, short of, short of what? I mean, what else could they have done besides not going out to eat? If you've got somebody who's allergic to certain foods in your family, hit us up, 844-580-WDBO. Uh, and, and let me know your thoughts. I think the restaurants are just going to have to flat out say, look, we can't accommodate your food allergies. We just can't. I'm sorry, but we can't. You can take take your chances. We'll do our best, but we cannot promise you. I mean, some probably, I don't want to say minimum wage. I bet Raglan Road pays a little bit better than that. But some some slightly better than minimum wage waiter risked that woman's life by saying, oh, yeah, we can do that. And now she's dead. I would feel terrible if I was that waiter. I'd feel terrible if I was the restaurant. I'd feel terrible if I was the chef. If I was the owner, I mean, I, I just feel terrible about that. You know, Joe, I was a server for a long time. And, and yeah, not only would I feel terrible as a server, but those kitchens back there are so hectic. So many people are touching so many dishes, so many of the things that go into your food. You know, there's three line cooks that touch that one dish. Then there's a, a runner that touched that dish to get to into a server's hands, that touched it to get onto a, to, you know, a tray to get to your table. 
unless every single person was extraordinarily careful in that very fast-paced environment, because Raglan Road is a very busy always, restaurant. Always busy. I've never had to, to I, I've never been there without having to wait to get in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can only imagine the chaos that is that kitchen, because I've seen how busy, even minimally, you know, busy restaurants, kitchens can be. I. It's just, it would be too scary for me as somebody with a severe allergy to risk something like that. And that's terrible because you're telling allergic people, you know, that you're they not can't welcome. go out to eat. Yeah. Right. But it's just awful. I, but I, I don't think I would trust. And that's coming from somebody that was in the service industry for a decade. I don't know that I'd trust a kitchen to make sure that I didn't die like that. Yeah. 844-580-WDBO. You can hit me up right now at 844-580-9326. Use the open mic in the WDBO app. We'll get your calls and comments coming up straight ahead. Stay with us here. My name is Joe Kelly. Check out the Joe Kelly Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can listen on demand anytime, anywhere to your heart's desire. Check out the Joe Kelly Show podcast. Give it a follow and download. Subscribe to that anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm using uh, Podbean at the moment, which I really enjoy using. That one, uh, but it's in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. And check out the Joe Kelly Show on Facebook and give that a follow and a like as well. I'm Joe Kelly. Your calls and comments straight ahead. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Connected to our community. Talk local issues and events with Joe Kelly. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let Joe know what interests you. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Happening right now in Texas, in the panhandle of Texas, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas has issued a state of emergency for pretty much all of the panhandle. They've got a weather system that is moving across the panhandle. They've activated the tornado sirens, but it's not tornadoes, it's fire. There is a very rapidly moving wildfire that's moving across the Texas panhandle. And uh, I was saying in the chat group on our Facebook page, the WDBO Facebook page, that the Texas panhandle is a bit like Oklahoma. You know the song Oklahoma where the winds come whipping down the plains. There is nothing in the panhandle of Texas, nothing in Oklahoma that stops the wind. There's no mountain range. Uh, there are no valleys. There are no forests. Uh, there are just the, the plains. And that is why you see tornadoes that will travel 60, 70, 80 miles in length because there is just nothing to stop the wind and that's what they're dealing with right now in the texas panhandle uh and that is part of it just this curious um massive heat wave that's taken over the south there's a cold front right behind it that is going to inject a lot of cold air behind that uh but at the at the moment they're dealing with just an absolute uh a storm a fire storm right now in the texas panhandle all right mike is joining us in deltona as we talk about food allergies hey mike you're on with joe kelly how are you Hey, Joe, how you doing again? I haven't talked to you in a while. Appreciate you calling. Hey, anyways, about the uh, family members with food allergies. I just got back from a trip to Japan. My mother-in-law tagged along with us, and she has shellfish allergies and cannot eat rice. So what do you think the staple diet is in Japan? Yeah, rice and shellfish. Exactly. So it made for a really trying time. Uh, you know, I went to have me some sushi, damn it. But, uh, yeah, we actually had restaurants that turned us away. She had a uh, card 
you know, in uh, Japanese that said that she has allergies, and they could not guarantee that uh, there would not be the possibility of cross-contamination. So and there that, were restaurants and that's, that, that stinks. would not service. I mean, that stinks for your mother-in-law. That stinks for, for, the, for you guys all trying to go out to eat somewhere. But what other choice would the restaurants have? Uh, risk and bear like you'd never see them again anyway. So I guess that's the only thing they ever had. They ever had. But uh, like I said, we did have restaurants that turned us away and said we cannot guarantee there will be no cross contamination because we serve everything, we yeah. prepare everything on the same counter. So no doubt, it's uh, there's no way to avoid it, really. No doubt. Thanks, Mike, so much, man. I'm glad you called. Thank you so much for listening to the Joe Kelly Show. Well, Rockland Road is on Disney property. It's neither owned nor operated by Disney. So it seems odd that Disney would have any say-so whatsoever over the menu on a restaurant which they do not operate. Well, keep in mind that uh, when you're filing a lawsuit, you cast as wide a net as possible. And Disney most certainly has deeper pockets than Raglan Road has. So I understand why they would include... Uh, Disney in their lawsuit, even though later down the road you might find Disney uh, is is allowed to uh, get out of their uh, any kind of obligation there. Joe, what's up? Zap. Joe, Bob Costas is seventy one years old. Seventy one. Google search, and yes, he looks twenty five. He looks like he got some work done. <laughs> yeah, and talking about Trump derangement syndrome. I think he has it. Yeah, he's got it bad. <clears throat> hey, Chris. Chris. I saw on YouTube something about some teenagers that dug a, about a one foot deep trench from the ocean to the river. <laughs> and when they met, all of a sudden, we had another river between the ocean and the river. Yeah. That was very deep and throwing some real high waves. I saw, actually, I saw that video, and you're exactly right. And by the way, hey, guys, should I change my name to Chris? Do you think I could be the Chris Kelly show? I mean, that didn't sound bad, does it? You could be a Chris. I could be a, a, I could see Chris. Right. Hey, hey, <clears throat> hey, it's the Chris Kelly show. Uh, not Chris anymore. Yeah, because there's an alliteration there that makes it kind of tough to say. Chris Kelly. No, that doesn't work. Because then it almost comes off as Chris Kringle, and we can't we can't have any of that. All right, 844-580-WDBO. We're still talking about the, the sand story as well, obviously, as uh, that that's little seven-year-old, the adorable little girl that died on at Fort Lauderdale or Lauderdale-by-the-Sea on the beach. Uh, they are now talking about outlawing digging in the sand. Hi, Joe. I grew up in New Jersey and spent as much time at the beach as possible before moving here a year ago. That was an issue in New Jersey also, but the beach I frequented had beach police that went around telling people to fill in their holes. (laughs) That's not funny. Why is that? Yo, beach, it's the police. <laughs> Joe, a lot uh, of beaches have an ordinance like that. Where I'm from, Massachusetts has that, New Hampshire has that. They do it to keep from the eroding shoreline oh, yeah. Yeah. from being destroyed. So they limit the depth of the holes and also for the safety 
of suffocation just like this young girl. Yeah, in fact, the guy that called me Chris, uh, talk about erosion. When that there's somebody on YouTube, I saw the video, uh, dug a canal between the ocean and and a pond, and it made a river that drained the pond completely. Uh, and man, it eroded that beach in 60 seconds. I mean, it was crazy how it eroded that beach. I'm Joe Kelly, 844-580-WDBO. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. We'll get some more of your calls and comments coming up in just a moment. Plus, you're going to hear from the CEO of Kellogg's saying that you really should be eating cereal for dinner because you can't afford actual dinner, so you should you should be eating cereal instead. You'll hear, hear him in his own words coming up next. Stay with us. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. For 100 years, we've been your voice, your source, your heartbeat. From the roaring 20s to the digital age, we've been there for it all. Happy 100th anniversary, WDBO, where history and headlines meet. All right, now, so on the air, on the air, we're talking about whether or not it should be outlawed to dig holes on the beach and whether or not a family can reasonably go out to dinner in public somewhere and expect that there's not going to be allergens in their food. That's on the air. In the chat room... Uh, on the WDBO Facebook page, we're, we're talking about whether or not we drink milk. And Laurel, you seem to be repulsed by milk drinking. I hate the taste of cow's milk. I hate it. I've hated it for as long as I can remember, except for maybe when I was a tiny kiddo eating yeah. it with my Cheerios. But yeah, I, I can only drink almond milk. Uh, uh, you no. didn't mention that in the chat group, did you? I don't. You drink almond milk? Well, with my cereal, I don't First drink all, do any know, glass of milk. Do you know That's how weird. bad that is for the environment, almond milk? I mean, almond milk is like literally one of the worst things for the environment. Do you know they tear calves away from their mama's cows so they can keep the milk going? It's all bad, okay? Oh, There's God. bad for all of it. <laughs> so evidently, all of the guys on the show, and that would be uh, me... Uh, Jake and Greg, we all drink milk. We're, we're, we are the proud milk drinkers of Orlando. Is that right? Yes. Viva la milk. But Jake and uh, Greg drink whole milk, which I don't drink whole milk. I, I drink 2% milk, which is better than... Uh, skim milk is like water. Yeah. But, no, no, no. Don't, uh, don't give me that water stuff. I do yeah. not want that. I want full red label milk. So, I want 2% of the milk. I want the whole yeah. <laughs> So in full disclosure, I have not had a glass of milk in probably 40 years, uh, but my doctor seems to think I'm diabetic. Uh, I have been arguing with my doctor that I'm not, but uh, if I have a piece of cake or pie, I will literally lose consciousness. So my doctor says I'm diabetic. So I had to give up my orange Gatorade, which I love orange Gatorade. Uh, orange Gatorade to me is the is the elixir of life. It is the, the single most refreshing drink ever made. Orange, the original orange Gatorade. I love that, but I had to give it all up. And now I pretty much just drink milk with every meal. Uh, but it has to be ice cold it has to be almost frozen for me to enjoy it if it's even room temperature uh, i can't possibly consume milk and i see greg and jake you guys are shaking your heads yes so you agree with that strong cold milk yes i i I can i can get a little bit up in temperature but it still needs to be at least cool do you put ice in your milk oh no 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 no, no. there are people who do that that turns it into two percent milk i'm not doing that (laughs) 
I have never put ice in my milk, but I'm thinking about doing it just to make sure that it's super duper cold uh, when I drink it. All right, 844-580-WDBO. Speaking about milk. So here's the CEO of Kellogg's, uh, Kellogg Cereal, and he went on some business channel to speak about how they are trying to convince with, with high food prices these days, and food prices are ridiculously high, um, he's suggesting that people should eat cereal for dinner because it only costs like a dollar and, and change. And even the the business reporter who's interviewing him says, are you sure that this is a good idea? Take a listen. When we think about our consumer under pressure. There's things that we could do, but most importantly, what this category could do. The cereal category has always been quite affordable and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure. So some of the things that we're doing is first messaging. We've got to reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. The other places that we like to go is we talk about making sure we have the right pack at the right price in the right place. So having a different size pack that will have a different price point, that will take some pressure off the consumer while they're shopping. So those are some of the things that we're doing. But in, in general... The cereal category is a place that a lot of folks might come to because the, the price of a bowl of cereal with, with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar. So you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go. Right. I'm all for innovation and marketing, but the idea of having cereal for dinner, um, is there the potential for that to land the wrong way? Uh, we don't think so. In fact, it's landing really well right now, Carl. When we look at all of our data, of course we would know that breakfast cereal is the number one choice for in-home consumption. We understand that for breakfast. It turns out that over 25% of our consumption is outside the breakfast occasion. A lot of it's at dinner, and that, that occasion continues to grow, as well as the snacking occasion. But um, cereal for dinner is something that is, is probably more on trend now, and we would expect to continue as that consumer is under pressure. So that guy gets paid $5 million a year, by the way, and he's saying that you should just have uh, cornflakes for dinner uh, because that's less than a dollar. And and it's so, I don't know, it's so prophetic that the reporter says, are you sure that's going to land the right way? And he says, no, I, I, it's, it's landing wonderfully. It is not. It's like he was trying to give him the answers to the test that right. he just did not want to hear. <laughs> it is not landing well online. I can tell you that, that the guy is being excoriated online. He's being ripped to shreds. Do you remember that scene from Braveheart near the end of the movie when Mel Gibson's character, William Wallace, uh, is, is being killed and he's having his intestines pulled out? That's what's happening right now online <laughs> with the CEO of Kellogg's. I... I I couldn't care less. Uh, if if I ate breakfast cereal, which I don't because it's all sugary, uh, if I ate breakfast cereal or back when I used to eat breakfast cereal, I would sometimes have it for dinner. Sure, why not? Uh, I mean, I, I eat pizza for breakfast, so why wouldn't I have cereal for dinner? Uh, I don't get, uh, uh, you know, uh, backed into silos when it comes to what meals I have to have at different times of the day. But are you, are you offended in any way, shape, or form by this guy saying that you should be having uh, cornflakes for dinner, and can you really get a bowl of cornflakes, fresh fruit, and milk for under a dollar? It seems like you would have a hard time with that. All right, we're also talking about whether or not uh, it should be against the law to dig holes at the beach, and whether or not 
uh, people can go out to eat without having fears of food allergies. Hey, Joe. I'm originally from California. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, we never had any big issues with people digging in the sand. It was always the dirty needles that you would just find <laughs> randomly. Yeah, that's, that is much, much worse. The person should take a little bit of responsibility also because they should have an EpiPen with them just in case something does contaminate them and they get into a bad situation. And the restaurant should also have them just in case somebody gets into a full allergy and they don't have an EpiPen to help them with the allergy. You know, I see where you're coming from. Now, for what it's worth, the woman did have an EpiPen. I mean, she had one. She's a doctor. Was. She was a doctor. Uh, she had an EpiPen, but it was too little too late. By the time she started feeling her breathing restricted, uh, it was too little too late. And with regards to restaurants having an EpiPen, uh, EpiPens currently are prescription only. So, But I, I would imagine it could be something along the lines of the uh, – what do they call that machine in our break room? The uh, – what is the defibrillator thing we have in the break room? So we've got you know we've got defibrillators on the walls of both of our break rooms in our building. Our I'm sorry, did I say break room? I meant the WDBO first class commissary, uh, where food is wonderfully served and prepared for us all day long. Uh, we have uh, EAD machines, uh, anyhow, they're emergency defibrillators. So I could see that they would have to have emergency epipens, but you can't just be stabbing people with an epipen. Uh, without knowing how they're going to react to the EpiPen, I would think. I mean, again, she was a doctor. If anybody would know how to treat anaphylaxis, uh, then it would seemingly be her. 844-580-WDBO. You can hit me up in the open mic and the WDBO app. Check out the Joe Kelly Show uh, chat room right now. It's on the WDBO Facebook page. If you want to see the behind the scenes, we were just showing the... Uh, the cows that are running from this fire in the Texas panhandle right now, they were really moving, trying to get... Shut up! What? Who said that? All right, we'll continue here on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. Now, now, the three big things you need to know. Powered by Hard Rock Bet. Three. There's a ton of money up for grabs this week in both the Mega Millions and Powerball drawings. No one walked away with the grand prize in Friday's Mega Millions drawing, so that jackpot now stands at $563 million ahead of the next chance to strike it which rich tonight. Two. Two. President, uh, former President Trump appealing the $460 million ruling in his New York civil fraud case. His legal team filed a notice of appeal of the judgment, finding him liable for fraudulently inflating his net worth on financial statements. Trump has denied any wrongdoing. One. One. Funding to fight the border surge and aid Ukraine are major stumbling blocks to stop a partial government shutdown in four days. After President Biden met with congressional leaders today, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer claimed history is watching as funding for Ukraine's fight against Russia remains uncertain. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than me. Sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. All right, Laurel, so I saw this headline at gizmodo.com. And I thought of you and I thought, I'm not going to read the story. I'm just going to ask Laurel about it. And the headline reads, Star Wars is getting closer and closer to exposing the Jedi Order for what it is. Oh. <laughs> What is the Jedi Order? Are they the bad? Are they the baddies now? 
Well, yeah, there's a theory that particularly if you listen to Count Dooku, um, that the yeah, the Jedi Order became closed minded and, and kind of uh prejudice and, and uh yeah, there there is a theory spun that they particularly in the Mace Windu days and the, you know, Master Yoda days weren't exactly the heroes that the story makes them out to be. Count Dooku, which was also a breakfast cereal. Um <laughs> So, so then in that sense, so what you're telling me is that Harvey Dent w- was right. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So that the either- Jedi have, have lived long enough to become the villains, but they're, it's, it's a prequel. I mean, a way, way prequel. Back, yeah. when, back when Jedi were as common as mosquitoes. Right, and yeah, I'm not sure that Darth Sidious's idea of just wiping them all off the face of the galaxy was the correct way to correct the Jedi Order. But, yeah, you know, and which one was Darth Sidious again? Emperor Palpatine. He's Darth Sidious. He is. Okay, was yes. Did he finally die in that last one? Who knows? We thought he was dead a long time ago. <laughs> in a not. galaxy far, far away. We have no idea. Honest, folks. Uh, we, we're just reporting the best that we can on that galaxy a long time ago and far, far away. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for being a part of the Joe Kelly Show. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here on the radio tomorrow afternoon, 5 till 7 p.m. weekday afternoons. It's the Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.